You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Balkan Bread Podcast. My name's Amina, and thank you guys so much for being here. Super excited to bring back Dating Diaspora because these episodes have been the most popular ones that I've ever recorded. You guys seem to love them the most, and that's why we keep recording them, obviously, and why we're bringing them back. So before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you guys that you can rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, which going into kind of like the dashboard of when I look at podcasts, um, when I'm uploading them online, the majority of our listeners are listening on Apple Podcasts. So definitely be sure to give us that five-star review and let us know what you think of the episodes. Okay, so for today's episode of Dating Diaspora, I have Zarina back on the episode, and if you guys don't know who Zarina is, I'll give you just a really quick kind of recap, because she has been on a few other episodes that we've done in the past, so Zarina is one of my best friends, and she is originally, so she's originally from Sarajevo, and she grew up in Michigan, and now she's living in Minnesota, which we are going to talk about. Um, A lot of things have changed since the first episode. Um, Gosh, we recorded so many episodes. Now, Now that I think about it, because we recorded the Dealing with Loss podcast, which you guys probably are very familiar with and after that we also recorded a dating diaspora just me and her kind of talking um neither of us were in a relationship at the time and things have changed at least for one of us (laughs) so we're going to talk a little bit more about um just everything that's kind of happened there's another dating diaspora that we did with um Zarina and her significant others. So definitely go give that one a listen. And if you are keen to hear more about wedding planning, because we are going to be talking about just like weddings and things like that, we do have an episode all about that as well. So basically, what I'm trying to say is definitely go check out our full list of episodes. And if you've already listened to all of those, thank you for being such a loyal listener. And Yeah, welcome back to the podcast, Serena. Hi, thank you for having me again. I feel like, like you said, it's been, how many episodes have we done? Like four or five together? Yeah. Or is this the fifth one? I think it's been, so we did Dealing with Loss, but it was two parts, and then we did the other two dating diasporas. So yeah, I think four episodes. Wow, what a (laughs) privilege it is. (laughs) I know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I guess kind of recap and give us kind of just what's happened. Um, people that haven't heard your story, I guess your love story, what's been going on, if you just want to give us like a quick little rundown. 
Yeah, and I probably should say hello to everyone else. Um, <laughs> Amina kind of introduced me who I am. Sorry, I got distracted. Rauhi is sitting in front of me playing Sudoku, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, there's a three and a four that needs to go right there, but I, he's trying to focus on it and do it himself. So oh <laughs> we're just going to let it be. <laughs> it was my great idea to just have us start um, doing like Sudoku in the evenings together to like, I don't know make it good for our brain whatever <laughs> guys are so and, nerdy. Um, now it's become <laughs> I, <love> it. <laughs> I know we're like the old married couple and now it's just become an addiction <laughs> oh my goodness oh but I guess that's kind of a little bit what's happening um so I'm currently in Minnesota I've been here I think my it's gonna be well it was two months this um January 15th so it's crazy how fast time has flown by, but I feel like I've kind of been living here for longer than that because I guess I've just adjusted. Um, although there's times where like I'll walk into Walmart and because Walmart looks the same everywhere, when I walk out, I forget that like I'm in Minnesota and I think I'm in Michigan. And then it's like, where's my car? What What is this parking lot? What is this thing? So <laughs> that's always that's always interesting. Um but yeah, so we have been married for, what is it, nine months since August 24th. I'm really bad about keeping track of things. Um, and we have our ceremony, like our wedding reception that's coming up um, April 4th. So we did like the religious ceremony and then now we're just doing the big party April 4th. So we've been busy getting all the details together for that and sending out invites and doing the fun stuff. Um, I've been working and I mean, life has overall just been kind of a roller coaster the last few months with changing places where I've lived and work and all of that. But I think it's all been for the better. Um, I know initially when I was supposed to move to Minnesota, I went through like so many like emotions mm -hmm. of just like being scared and thinking, oh, my God, like, what am I doing? Like, I'm leaving everything behind. I don't know anything there. But. I mean, and we'll get into it later on in the podcast, I think, but you just sometimes have to like, is it jump the gun? Is that what the phrase is? Yeah. But like, just do it. Exactly. Take a leap of faith. And most of the time when something really scares you, it means that it's going to be good for you, which I mean, knock on wood, it has been amazing for me. So that's kind of like a recap of what's been happening <laughs> in case anyone cares. <laughs> Yes, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's going to be great for everyone listening because a lot of our listeners are in these long distance relationships. And I think when you've been dating someone and you've been together for, you know, so long, or I guess in your case, maybe not as long, but anyway, it can be hard to take that like next jump and the next leap to the next step in the relationship. So that'll definitely be valid information for later on in the episode. And yeah, I'm excited. So before we get into all of the questions, I wanted to introduce this new segment. So we're going to be doing this on every single episode from now on, regardless of whether it's not dating diaspora, it could be just a completely different topic. So I put together a series of just like five or six statements, um, true false statements. So they're sentences and I'm going to read each one aloud one by one. And then Zarina is going to say if she thinks it's true or false, but you only have like a few seconds before 
I go into the next sentence. So you can't overthink it. You kind of just have to say like the first thing that comes to mind. So. Oh God, this is like Ellen's, (laughs) um, like the quick response. I forget what the name of it is, but I love watching those. Oh yeah. I I love Ellen. So who knows? Maybe, maybe I got it from her. I don't know. I just thought this would be something interesting. No, I like it. It's fun. Okay. Bring it on. Let's, let's see what these are. (laughs) Okay. All righty. The guy should always pay on the first date. True. All fucking men are mama's boys. (laughs) Nutella is better than Erokrim. True. If he's not chasing you, then he probably doesn't like you. True. Okay. That was it. So (laughs) I'm going to have to, I was like, (laughs) so focused on reading them fast. I like, don't even remember what you answered. <laughs> no, no, Rauhi goes. Yeah, yeah. Rauhi's nod to like all um, Balkan boys are mama's boys. He was like nodding, like yes. And then when I said uh, false, I thought you were gonna boy. say true. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, I, I don't. I feel like <laughs> it can go both ways. I feel like well, <laughs> you can't. I don't know. You can't really. <laughs> like someone can be a mama's boy, but not like. So over the top of mama's boy to where like I don't know then it's like I, I can't really explain it I guess I can't explain yeah, it yeah no, no no I think I think they all do love their moms but some are definitely a little more like I don't know it's kind of too much almost sometimes so yeah, yeah like, yes. like mm-hmm. there's like a line exactly. you know it's not it's not over the top but it's enough to where like it's respectful you see their love for their mom and all of that which is so important but like it's consuming your relationship your life and all of that which I think that balance is the most important thing for both sides like for the girl side I know it's so important to have that distance from your family too, love and respect your family obviously but when you're in a relationship to not be like always running to your mom and dad when something goes wrong because reality is like you're in a relationship with someone else Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. your problem so you gotta face it heads like head on First, like you going and telling your parents and then him going and telling his parents and your parents trying to like piece it together. Like, come on, we're not in elementary school. Like, yeah, it's time to be grown up. <laughs> so I think balance is a key in all relationships. Yeah. And I think it comes down to communication. And yes, you're going to argue, but you have to make it known like what you want and what you expect of that other person, because if you don't say it, then they're not going to know. Um I don't know. I just think that's something that's really important. And yeah, if you are in that relationship, I think it's different if you are just quote unquote, let's say talking to someone and you're going to like tell your mom about it. I mean, I tell my mom like everything. Um, But you know, if it's something that is specific to your relationship and the person that you're with, then it's better to just you and him, you know, work it out and yeah, just talk it out. You don't need to get your family involved in it. So well, and I think one thing that I've learned is, you know, especially what after you get married and you guys move in together and everything becomes like a partnership. So all the decisions that you make are from from two people's perspectives, not just your mm-hmm. own. And it's so important, big things, <clears throat> especially when it comes, excuse me, when it comes to like finances and, you know, doing trips or making, you know, making just big life changes. That's something that needs to be first discussed between you and your partner. And, you know, if you don't agree on something, take the time to talk about it. Give it a few days. You don't have to tackle it right away and 
you know, get heated into like a get into a heated argument about it, but take your time to figure it out. And then it's always good to hear another perspective need be. So, you know, if you guys are having a hard time figuring out what the best thing to do is, then obviously like you can ask your parents, but it's not just like, oh, I don't like what you're thinking, but I think what I'm thinking is right. So let me go find someone that's going to back mm-hmm. me up mm-hmm. from my family that's going to tell you that I'm like, yeah. I don't agree with that. And I think it's so important to establish that balance in the beginning because it can take a toll on your relationship. Plus, it can create an image of your significant other that's not accurate to your family. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly like complaining about your significant other to your family, obviously, they're not going to have the nicest thinking about them even if they know that they're a great person they're going to be like well you keep causing this and she keeps doing this so clearly you're not happy when in reality you guys are happy that was just like one situation that might not have gone right but that's okay like it happens you talk about it you make sure that you understand each other's perspectives and then you move forward because there's so much more to life than that one single moment that you might disagree on something Exactly. Exactly. No, it's so true. And I like what you said about not just um, going to a family member and looking for their validation for, you know, just whatever, just because it's you, they're going to back you up, even maybe if you're not necessarily making the right decision in that case, maybe your significant other is like, that's what you should be doing. Um, My English is failing me. But anyway, what you said is great. It's okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about taking that step. So since you guys were long distance um, from Michigan to Minnesota, how did you guys decide who would make the sacrifice? And I said move for the other person. Um, Essentially, I mean, that's kind of what you're doing. But I guess a better way of putting it is, making the sacrifice to build that life together. So how did you come to terms with that? So I think it's important to look at things realistically and not base it off of emotion. I think when you base things off of emotion, you kind of get lost in what the right, I guess not what the right thing is to do, but like what is practical. So I think we try to approach it realistically. And for me, it was obviously harder because I had so many emotional ties to like Michigan and my family there and just my life there in general. Um, But it made sense for me to move to Minnesota when we talked about it because Rauhi was doing his MBA here. He had already been living in his house for two and a half years. He had a good job. Like everything for him was kind of set in stone to the sense where it was like if he moved it would have made things a lot more complicated Mm -hmm. first for me I really didn't have like a career or school holding me back in Michigan I mean I had a job but that wasn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and I wanted to pursue schooling but it's not like Minnesota doesn't have multiple universities that I can attend and do the same thing so even though it was hard to leave like my family and kind of what I had grown up and gotten used to behind Um, I knew, I think deep down, I knew that the move was right for me because there was more waiting for me. Plus I wanted to be with the person that I loved. And even if it took me some time to adjust, at least I knew that he was stable and we were going to be able to like make it work. Um, versus like if he came to Michigan, I was living with my mom. I mean, I 
was working a job, but it wasn't anything that was going to be able to like pay for a new house at it from a realistic perspective. It just made sense for me to move, but I know it can definitely be tough. And I will say that it was tough. Anyone that, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> you can vouch for me that I went through a whole like roller coaster of emotions when it was time for me to move. But I think at the end of the day, it was for the best and you kind of just have to feel mm-hmm. it out. Um, in the relationship and where you guys are in your lives and what the best decision is for you. Yeah, exactly. And see, that's the thing too. You're entering this new chapter, as cheesy as that sounds, of your life. And so, I mean, obviously you're not going to live with your parents forever. So you kind of have to accept that, obviously. And like you said, just look at it realistically and logically and, you know, obviously makes sense. It's like, oh, and plus you already have like Rauhi has a house. He already has an investment there and a lot of other things. So like you said, it just wouldn't really make a lot of sense. I think maybe if both um, taking this kind of out of context, so like two different people and let's say they both ended up finishing school and um you know maybe they're working somewhere but they're not like super crazy about it or it's really not what they want to do and then maybe talking about making that compromise and maybe moving to a completely different city like both of them together and just taking that leap and kind of you know starting that chapter um of their lives I think that's also something really interesting to explore and I like how you explained it just, you know, logically, that's how it made the most sense um, in your situation, because I think there is this, I don't know, there's this almost stereotype or me and my mom were talking about this and she was saying how, um, I don't know, she was thinking, she was like, oh my God, would you like move that far away for a guy or something? And obviously we are just talking aloud here, you know, nothing really like detailed or whatever and I just remember looking at her and just being like I mean he can come to me like why should I have to go somewhere else for that other guy and I'm not trying to like discredit your situation at all because obviously everyone's relationship is completely specific and different but I was just trying to let her know like obviously you know I'm I have my own stuff going on for me. So, and it kind of goes back to just like the whole thing of if you're just talking to someone out of state and it's like, okay, you know, we like each other, whatever, but you're not going to want to like take that jump unless that other person is really like chasing after you and wanting to make an effort. And then maybe you can have that conversation of moving in together or where, where you guys are going to live and stuff like that. So the part where it's like what if both people are done with school are established and all of that then it's like you kind of kind of it's hard because I obviously can't be anyone's shoes at that point but it's what's most important to you and I mean at the end of the day if you truly love and building a life with them is truly important to you then there can be a compromise Mm -hmm. um whether that means say you're working for like Google or Microsoft and your significant other is a doctor somewhere. I mean, that's like, you know, throwing it out there like that, but it's talking about, okay, well, what are my career opportunities if I come to where mm-hmm. you are and what are your career opportunities if you come to where I am and kind of figuring out what the best is for the two individuals and also looking at it from, well, do you want to settle down here? Where would you like to raise your family? I mean, going really in depth Mm -hmm. with it and not being afraid to talk about things 
that I think a lot of people just stay away from because it, it makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm someone that just after everything that I've been through just likes to live day by day because you really can't plan for like the big future. Um, but at the same time, certain things you do kind of have to think about of where do you see yourself and it's not permanent. And I, that's the one thing that like I kept telling myself and I think it's so important to remember is that it's not permanent. So no one is forcing you and telling you, you have to stay there for the rest of your life. You can go check it out. And if it doesn't work out, Mm -hmm. no one is telling you that you can't go and go back. I mean, my coworker, they, she lived in Colorado and then her and her significant other, they moved back to Minnesota, even though he's from Colorado, because that's where she grew up. And so life will take you on so many different journeys and to get caught up in that one moment of like, oh my God, like this is it for me. I know it's easier (laughs) said than done, but I think it's important to realize that there's going to be so many more opportunities in life and it's okay if it doesn't work out. Nothing, that doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that was something that you tried. It didn't work out and there's something else better for you. And you can move, you can relocate. No one's telling you how many times you can move and relocate. It's a decision that you and your partner decide on. And I mean, family is so important and it's important to be surrounded by family, obviously. But at the same time, it's also important to have happiness and unison in your own household with your own family. Um, So I just think whatever the situation is, focus on what your priority is. Who do you want to be with? And then go from what is the best decision for us not what is the best decision for me because I think we can easily be selfish about things Um, but once you enter a partnership it's your two people and you have to remind yourself we're a team we're working on building this life together so what is it that's going to make us succeed and whether that's going somewhere completely new or moving to where they are and vice versa I mean you'll decide on it together and I think I can't stress that enough like decide on it together (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like you said, just trying out, you know, I think a lot of people and this is something that we talked about um, on the episode when you and Rauhi were both on and people were obviously skeptical and just dealing with, oh, well, you guys are rushing into it and, you know, you shouldn't do that and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, you know, first of all, they didn't know anything about your relationship and you're taking it almost all out of context there and you're just kind of looking at it, you know, in a like monthly timeline, which I think is really messed up because I don't believe that like love has a timeline. I think that's just so messed up. And I've seen a lot of people who, you know, they get into these relationships and either it's you've dated for a long time or maybe you dated for a short time and then decided to, you know, get married and do all that or get engaged. And I've seen a lot of people and I didn't realize this was something that was so common, but a lot of people who were breaking off their like engagements and having that be a thing, you know, happen, which obviously is really unfortunate, but also, you know, it's kind of, um, it can be looked at as, you know, at least you know that that's not the person that you are supposed to spend the rest of your life with. Because imagine like getting married to them, being married for, I don't know, a few years or maybe even longer than that and just being completely unhappy. And then it's going to be so much harder to get out of that situation versus something as, um, I don't want to say it's simple, but, you know, it's definitely um 
it's a lot less like I guess consequences if you're just breaking off an engagement versus like just getting a divorce or something um but anyway I definitely think that we all kind of need to give ourselves a break and like you said just take it day by day and you know, the most important thing is that the two people really love each other and that you're both on your own individual journey too, because you're not going to grow where you're comfortable either. So it's just a matter of, you know, supporting each other too with everything that you guys are going through individually. So that's my take. Um, And then just going into long distance and that whole situation, because obviously it's not fun, but what advice do you have for long distance couples who are wanting to make the leap to live together? So I think our last answer a little bit touched on that, but I guess what I'll say is that there's no perfect timing. So if you're waiting for for a perfect time, there will never be one. Um, If you're a planner, if you want things to go your way, it's just know that it's not gonna go your way because that that's just life mm-hmm. I mean I hate to break it to you so sometimes like I said you just got to take that leap of faith and just you have to trust yourself and your partner because if you don't trust yourself that you're gonna make the best of the situation then that's your first like red flag like it's not you're gonna mm-hmm. be miserable and then to trust your partner because they're gonna be your support through that whole entire process when I, to be completely honest, when I was moving, I knew that I was very adaptable because one, like I came obviously from Bosnia, then I lived in Germany for some time. I mean, on my own. So it's like, I knew that wherever you kind of placed me, I could get used to my surroundings because that's just the type of person I am. So I knew that with that strength, I would be able to find something here and I would be able to stabilize myself and figure it out. Even though, like, I had that fear of, like, well, what if that doesn't happen? Deep down, I knew it's possible. Like, that's my strength. Then the second part was that, God forbid, things didn't work out and I was struggling. I still had the support of my husband, of his family, and I wasn't alone. I, it wasn't just as if someone just placed me into Minnesota and was like, okay, figure things out for yourself. No, like, I had his support. I had a roof over my head. I had food on the table, like nothing in my life was going to be taken away from me. And like, in the sense of like what I had in Michigan, um, it was those two things that kind of kept me going through the process. And I think when you're trying to make that leap, you need those two pieces um, in your decision. Mm -hmm. So do you trust yourself enough to get adjusted and to make the best of it? And do you trust the people that you're going to be there with? I mean, it, obviously, there's your family and the relationship that you have, your family, and nothing can compare to that. Like, just easygoing. You can say whatever you kind of want to say because they know who you are already. They spent their whole lives mm-hmm. with you. Versus, like, you coming into someone's family. And no matter how much you guys know each other and how much easygoing they are, there's always going to be a certain boundary that you feel like you can't cross over and a certain comfort Mm -hmm. zone that you're in. And so, I mean, it's important to realize that and know that obviously there's going to be times where you're just going to miss like the inside jokes that you have with your family. But when that happens, give them a call, FaceTime them, or book a trip, figure out a weekend that you can go and visit them if you can. Or, you know, 
it's not the end of the world. And I think the most important thing that kept like coming back to me was if my parents were able to leave everything behind in Bosnia to move to the United States and make a life together out of nothing, then, you know, I'm capable of moving from one state to another and making a life for myself and our family. And, you know, with better, obviously, they had nothing when they came here. And I have a college degree and I have a job and everything. So it's like, you kind of think about things from a different perspective. And for at least for me, I try to think about it for a different perspective. So that way I can just bring myself to like that piece of knowing that I'm not alone and that it's going to be okay. A big life-changing decision. It's scary because you go into the unknown. And I mean, you don't really... You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, things can go good. Things can go bad. But at the end of the day, everything happens. I believe, and as cliche as it sounds, everything happens for a reason. And your move could open more doors and opportunities for you than you could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just being positive about it. And obviously, I feel like if you're positive about things, then good things come. That's that energy that you give off. Um, so I think I, I really don't know where I was going with that, but I feel like people can summarize what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I mean, and it's good too, that you guys were smart about it and you were looking at jobs and, you know, stuff like that. So that way you'd have obviously something to do and you wouldn't just kind of get there and be like, okay, you know, like you said, figure it out, like figure out what you're going to do. Um, so I think that's good. Like you have to have, and this goes for any relationship. It's, you have to have your own things that you're doing and your own things that make, you know, you happy. And same goes for your significant other, because if you don't have those things, then yeah, your relationship is kind of, you'll have one person who ends up being way more, you know, clingy than the other person. And it's just going to cause, lot of issues um I just hate when I see people who it seems like the only thing they have going for them is their relationship and to me it's just so sad because I think you know yeah that's a great thing and it's awesome and of course you want people to you want to show off you know your significant other stuff like that but at the same time it's like you are your own person and you need to have your own stuff that you're doing ultimately what's going to make you even more attractive to someone else, Um, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, that was really good. Um, Definitely, I think, and I think too, like going back to what you were saying about how, what your parents went through. And I just think what me and you have gone through in the past, you know, like three, four years, it's, I feel like we've both grown so much and it's like, if we've gone through all of that, then I honestly think we can get through just about anything because, you know, not as many people have been in that situation. Um, And if you guys are new listening, um, I'm like assuming everyone knows everything about us, but if you're a new listener, um, Zarina and I, we both lost our dads um, recently So that's kind of why we did the whole dealing with loss episode and things like that. So, and I mean, that's another thing to think about too, is like, you know, obviously we're not going to have, we don't have our dad to like walk us down the aisle. And like, that's another thing. um, Another thing um, just with like with marriage and stuff and planning weddings and it's just something that you think about. um, But anyway, 
I don't want to get too <laughs> I don't want to get too sappy but that, that is a whole other topic <laughs> Yeah, that's like a whole other, <laughs> a whole other thing. Um, but okay, so back to living together and just being married. So how is that? Because you're getting to see each other every day, and it's not, you know, just seeing each other on Facetime for like half the day. It's like you're there. You wake up next to the person. <laughs> no, and it, it's so much fun. I mean, to just to get to do life with. I guess your best friend. I mean, there's your best friend that's your female friends, obviously, but like someone that you know is going to be by your side for the rest of your life or the rest of their life. You're going to be tackling things together. It's there's just something so precious about it. And to wake up next to that person and to go to bed next to that person, I mean, it, it's a very different feeling. And ha- after having lost my dad, you kind of lose a part of yourself. Um, but for me, the whole like relationship and getting married and having that person by my side, it helped fill that part that was kind of lost because my dad was always like my protector. He was the person that I knew that no matter what happened to me, he was going to be there to fight for me and support me and help me. Um, so to have a significant other that's kind of not necessarily, f- I wouldn't say like, he's filling the void in my heart but like Mm -hmm. that's shown me that I can trust them enough to where they're gonna be able to do the same um to me it means a lot and I mean I think about it like what my mom had with my dad and their love and it's actually kind of bittersweet because I now realize how precious and beautiful it was what they had um feeling it but then at the same time I'm like thinking wow, like, God forbid, if this was taken away from me, I, that it is hard, like, I can kind of, I mean, I can't necessarily feel my mom's exact pain, but I can now understand a part of what she's going through, and what she went through when she lost my father, and it's like that bittersweet feeling, because you're like, I have kind of what they had, like, I feel it, but, you know, I also know what it's like on the other side, and I think that makes me appreciate it a whole lot more, and be grateful for it, so like the little things like in the morning when you just like turn around and they're like there next to you and you can like cuddle for a little bit before you have to get up for work. Um, it's like those little things mean the world to me because I know how quickly they can be taken mm-hmm. away from you. And it's just that like one little hug, that one little cuddle that like can set your whole day on a completely different tone. Um, so that's probably the best thing about the married life. And I think I'm going into the second question about that, but the best thing and kind of, it makes it fun. Cause we're both like silly. So there's really never a dull moment. <laughs> there with is, us. Wait, can I, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. So I was this, this was it like maybe a few weeks ago or a month ago. I don't remember, but I get this video Snapchat video from Zarina, but I think Rauhi was filming or something, and Zarina was coming after him with like papuche or something. I don't remember exactly <laughs> why, but yes, I was so confused. Yes, I chased around the back. <laughs> you were like smacking him with the <laughs> Well, I forget what he was doing. Oh, I was wrapping, I was wrapping his New Year's Eve gift, and he cannot like he cannot keep what's what would you call it? he's like not patient about yeah, getting yeah. gifts like he wants mm-hmm. to know what he's getting and so he kept like I told him stay in the room and he kept sneaking out of the room 
to like come see what I was rapping. And so then I was finally like, you know what? Let me take the puppet off my feet. And then I started like chasing him around the house. And so then he started laughing. He's like, oh my God, I have to get this on video. I was doing it as a joke. He's like, I have to get this on video so people can see. I just opened it and I was just like, some of this stuff, it's so funny. Some of the stuff you guys do and I, I'm just there. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. But it's fun. It's fun. Or like... It, it, it is fun like or if I'm like cooking or doing anything he'll like make a joke he'll be like oh I can't get mad I can't get you mad right now because if I do that um Tava is gonna go flying to my head or that Pepsi is gonna go you know, flying at my you know head. what my fear is I, I'm okay so I I'm a pretty patient driver I would say that I am but I was I was driving with my brother the other day and people were just doing like really stupid stuff, like just driving really slow and just like breaking for no reason. There was nothing in front of them, just all this stuff. And I guess I, I do definitely have a bit like of my dad's temper when it comes to driving because I will literally, <laughs> I will just yell and be like, oh my, I can't even think of the things I say just in the moment. And I'm like, oh my why do I sound like my father right now and so my biggest <laughs> my biggest fear is like I'm gonna start I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get with some guy right and I'll be all cool and you know whatever and then all of a sudden you start driving with me and it's like oh my god <laughs> oh well no it's crazy because you realize um like you've realized how much you've picked up of your like parents yeah. interaction oh and the things god. that your parents say when like I'll I remember like you know sometimes like when my mom would get upset at my dad and stuff like something she would say and then that same thing happens like I'll Rahi will do it too and then I'll get upset at him and I'll say the same thing and it's like deja vu and I'm like why does that sound like so familiar like where did I hear that and you know my mom always says that oh you'll you'll understand when you're like older or you're you're gonna be just like me or I just find myself I can't think of something in particular now but Oh, actually, I can. That's a lie. Um, just this has nothing to do with relationships, but just going back to like how you feel like you're so similar to like your parents and you start like acting like them. And so me and my mom were such like um, we're very frugal, I guess you could say it's a good word for it. Um, I don't know, but we just like finding things on clearance and we love telling people that we got like, you know, earrings for like three dollars at express or something like that whatever yes and so I, I'm totally my I'm totally my mom with that I'm like look three dollars in a clear <laughs> so my mom I I mean we're bad I feel yeah, like a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, totally. like, they grow up pretty frugal but they, like my mom used to cut open all the lotion bottles and then like up the rest of the lotion because obviously <laughs> oh <laughs> my mom just said too <laughs> he's laughing at me right now but when when we moved in together that's what I started doing and he goes (laughs) he's like why are all these lotion bottles like cut up I'm like I gotta get the last drop in he goes wow you really pay for something you really want to get advantage of it okay concealers like I take out that plastic yeah yeah yeah. so I can get the rest of the concealer oh my god no there is a lot of lotion in there like you'd be surprised or any kind of scrub Swear. No, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. You know, you try to be patient, but you just can't. This is too funny. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting. Hello, Nina. Hi, Ralphie. Oh my god. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Oh god. <laughs> 
Oh well, y'all are, y'all are wild. <laughs> he was like, oh my God, what is going on? Okay, alright. So, that's that question. Um, I think that <laughs> the next two, we kind of already went over. So, talking about how is Minnesota and, you know, how is it where you live and stuff like yep. that. Um, anything else that you would like to add? Like, how it's different, I guess, from Michigan? I guess the climate is pretty much the same. I mean, it's a Midwest state difference is obviously where I lived in Michigan was a much more like, it was much more suburban. Whereas this is kind of like suburban Mm. rule. There's a lot more like open fields and there's one of everything kind of in the city. So like one cop, like for size comparison and Rowhee laughs at me because I say, but like, it does show the kind of the size of it. There's like one Costco in the entire city of Rochester Whereas, like, in Michigan, I had, like, four Costco's for me. So, it's a smaller, it's a smaller city, which, I mean, it's not, it's not horrible, because at the end of the day, like, it's him and I, so we do find things to do together. But I guess, like, for someone, if they're single or whatever, it's kind of go out and do things, because there's not much. Um, but I, the only, that was, like, the only adjustment that I really had to make was getting used to things being, a, like, a little bit smaller, not having any options. Which I guess is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but other than that, I would say it's pretty similar to Michigan. Everyone was like, oh my God, it's going to be so cold. Like there's going to be so much snow, which I don't discredit that. Um, but I don't think it's anything like. You know, she doesn't have to shovel them, you know. That- oh God, we have to talk about that. That was so funny. Um, I shoveled the driveway the other day. She didn't shovel anything. <laughs> she cleared up a few pieces of snow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but you made him, you made him shovel the snow in Michigan. So that was. Yes. Of well, she did. Well, okay. I did make him shovel the snow in Michigan and I did help out. Okay. <laughs> Two hours later. He 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 did it because he did it if Sanola asked him to do. <laughs> yes, he he had to make sure the mother-in-law was mm-hmm. very happy about his work. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. That's it. That's a good thing too, though, and because with a lot of things that um, my dad would always like take care of, and then I have to like suddenly. I mean, it's not just me. Like we're me and my mom and my brother were very like we work as one unit and we're like a team so if something breaks in our house or in our car or whatever we just kind of before we would get so frustrated and now we're just like okay you know stuff happens how do we fix this what do we do now like just kind of laugh about it or at least I'm the one that always seems to make (laughs) a joke about everything but literally the other day we were trying to figure out um did my brother got like a flat tire and we called our insurance because all of your um most car insurance companies have like the roadside assistance thing already in your package and so I mean, he was just in our neighborhood and he like got the flat tire, luckily. Um, so they came to put it on. They put, He put on the spare. The guy puts on the spare. And I come home and my brother's like, hey, like he put on the spare, but it looks like weird or whatever. I'm like, okay, you know, let's, let's take a look here. And I walk over to the other side and I was just having like another dad moment and I'm looking at it and I sent it to his, and my guy friend was like, what it, like the guy literally came and changed the tire and he didn't even put like air in it I was like what is this crap uh, so anyway where I'm going with this is we got it figured out we had to change all the tires on the car anyway because it was time but it's just it's it'd be nice you know it's definitely not a necessity but it'd be nice to have someone else to help you out with that stuff because I'm just like oh my god like yeah I can 
take care of it and deal with it, but it's just annoying, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. And it's like, like you say, it's things before you would get frustrated about it. And sometimes now, like, it'll still, like, yeah. well, before Ralph and I yeah. got together, it was, like, frustrating. Like, having to figure out all the car stuff, insurance stuff. It's not that I can't do that. Like, we all know that we all can do anything that we set our mind to. But it is nice to have someone else to focus in on that stuff so you don't have to occupy your mind with it. Like, you mm-hmm. can focus on something exactly. else. And it's, like, just sharing, the like, all the responsibilities. It's, it's a relief to have someone that understands it as well and even better than you do. So you're not just like stuck on your own, not knowing what to do. It's like, oh, hey, I have the situation. Oh, it's fine. Like, let me take care of it for you. Let me help you. Let's let's skip to the wedding planning because I think this will be helpful because we talked a lot about long distance and all of that. So yes. like I mentioned before, we do have a separate wedding planning episode um, that we did with our friend, um, I believe her name was Yasmina, and she gave so many great tips. So definitely go give that a listen if you are in the wedding planning process. But since you guys were on a bit of a time crunch, I would say definitely didn't make it any easier, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, I'll let you kind of talk more about the process and just any advice that you would have to any brides out there. I think the first thing is relax, <laughs> which <laughs> is silly to say because it's easier said than done. But that's the one thing that to myself, I'm like, just relax. It's fine. It's not a big, it's one day out of your whole entire life. It's not a big deal. Like, don't focus in on the details. I mean, I, I told Ralphie this the other night. I'm like, I feel like here in the United States, they make wedding planning like just irk your soul to the point where even if you aren't a bridezilla and you don't want to be a bridezilla, there's a point where you will become Mm. one and you're going to look at yourself and you're going to be like, that is ridiculous. Why are you like freaking out about that? But it's just for me, I was like, okay, I know I have to get this done, but it's stressing me out. So let me just put it on the back burner. And so we, I obviously knew about the April ceremony uh, in August, but married. But I didn't really, I started doing a little bit like September, October, and then it just became too much for me because it was like every single day that I was like thinking about it, figuring things out. And I was like, okay, I can't do this. So I was like, just put it on the back burner. So then people started asking me questions like in the end of December, like, you know, when are invites going out? Have you figured this and that out? I'm like, "Uh, not really. Um, So then when New Year's hit, I'm like, okay, you have one month, January figure everything out, get through it. That'll be fine. Um, and so in one month I was like, Ralphie, we have like five appointments this week. We got to go here and here and here and here. He's like, okay. And he was very supportive about everything because he like saw that it was stressing me out. And I mean, I don't think it should. It's, it's a day where you're supposed to celebrate your happiness and, you know, celebrate it with your family and just have everyone enjoy the love and, Mm -hmm. you know, the meaning of every yeah. of the relationship, the meaning mm-hmm. of the whole thing is to celebrate and not necessarily focus in on all the details. And I get like Bosnians and Balkans in general can be judgmental about things like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? You got to sometimes just set it aside and know that no matter what you decide on, no matter what you choose, you will never satisfy every single person. And if, even if you did everything that they wanted you to do, 
they still would not be satisfied because they would still find something yeah. that would make them Vulcan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But truthfully said, like, your true family and friends that care about you and want to be there for you to celebrate, no matter how it is, no, no matter what you make it be, they're going to still have fun and they're mm-hmm. still going to enjoy it because they love you and you are why they're there. They're not there for all the glamour glitz and glamour they're there for you i mean realistically speaking um so it's i know it's easier said than done but try not to like stress about the tiny details is this gonna match is that gonna match um i mean obviously make it look don't go over the top and i think that goes into the next kind of thing that i want to advise is like figure out your priorities if this is something that's truly important to you like if you've been dreaming of a princess wedding or having this glamorous wedding for so long and you want to splurge, then you don't want do it. Like it's your one day. If that's what's important to you, go for it. But if you're thinking, well, I'd much rather save some of that money, go on a honeymoon to invest in a house or whatever, then you know what? Not everything has to be exactly the way you want it. You might have to take some things out. But that's okay. At the end of the day, what's going to be remembered is the fun that you had, not the colors of Mm -hmm. the tablecloths and all of that. I mean, make it look pretty, but you can still make it look all pretty and nice with a budget. Um, And I've been like doing so many like, like researching like so many like budget friendly wedding stuff. So it's all out there Mm -hmm. on the internet. You just have to like look it up. Um, And I think The other thing that I would say is finding a balance between wedding stuff and your life. Don't let it consume your day-to-day life up until that day. Give yourself some time to just like detox, step away from it, enjoy married life, engaged life, whatever you're living together, whatever your situation is, and get back to it. Not everything has to be done overnight. I feel like they put so much pressure on you in the wedding industry of you have to schedule this six to eight months in advance. You have to do this at this point. And you don't. Okay. You you really don't. There's so many florists out there, so many decor people, so many caterers. It's okay. <laughs> like I for me, that was what was causing a lot of my stress was like all these people were like, you need to get this done six to eight months. And I'm like, I don't have six <laughs> to eight months. Like when I was getting my dress, she's like, oh my God, you came too late. Like we can't really find anything for you. I'm like, what? I was like, I didn't realize that there's a six to eight period of where I had to like get my dress. And I mean, they like freaked me out to where like, oh, your dress is pro- isn't probably going to come until March. My dress came two months later. I mean, like <laughs> people, <laughs> people just want to psych you out. And I love how you're just very calm about everything and not trying to you know stress about just like I don't know like napkins or or something dumb that obviously like no one's gonna even remember like if let's say one of your tables was missing a bouquet or something like literally no one is going to remember that I guarantee you so it's it's yeah I mean if someone 10 years from now is saying (laughs) oh you know I went to this wedding and believe that they didn't even have a floral arrangement on my table like <laughs> that's so important in yeah your life that, that you're you even talking that about that. probably yeah exactly <laughs> literally I'm 
like okay and I also like the idea of having something just because something is budget friendly too doesn't mean that you can't make it look really nice and still really classy and how you want it to look like even some of the um, things you were sending me like just from Etsy like all the different like seating charts and um, just like visuals that they have on there like they're really nice looking and they're not anything crazy you know expensive no and they're nice looking and there's so much that you can find I mean if you if you do have the creative like I guess creative thumb to say um and you can create things on your own you could definitely do it on your own and save so much money if you're someone that is somewhat creative but you like to have that template there's so many other options out there I will say like for our August ceremony I did everything for the most part, like all the decor and all the planning by myself too. I mean, it was smaller. It was like 70 to 80 people that ended up coming, but like you, I ordered most of the stuff off of Amazon. Um, and you can get flowers at Costco. You can get flowers from a floral shop. A lot of the floral shops too, if they're like local and they're like a mom and pop kind Mm -hmm. of thing, they can work with you and you know, it's it's just exploring it. I think the hardest part, though, is doing all the research and kind of figuring it out. And if you don't feel, if someone doesn't sit well with you, don't go with them. Mm-hmm. Because I've learned that every person that, like, something didn't sit well with me about what they were saying about their pricing or what they could do and all of that, most oftentimes I found, like, reviews about Ooh, them messing oh, something yeah. up. Someone said, like, they didn't do this and all of that. And it's like, trust your gut instinct about things. And it's okay to explore and kind of figure out what your options are. Don't feel bad about telling them, you know, I don't want to book with you I, or I have another appointment scheduled. Listen, if they can't give you what you want, you don't, you're not obligated to go with them. <laughs> no, that's, that's so true though. That's so true. And I think people sometimes, if you are in a time crunch or something, like they want to take advantage, you know, and be like, oh, well, she has to buy something immediately, you know, so I'm going to pressure her into getting something that maybe she doesn't really like that much. Or it's it's so, it honestly reminds me of, it's definitely not on the same level at all, but it's kind of similar when I was uh, shopping for a new car. And I really wanted this, you know, specific combination. I really wanted a sunroof, but the sunroof, of course, adds like another two or three grand to the car. And I remember this one sales guy, he's like, Amina, is the sunroof really that important? Like, you know, we don't have any more like models of it. And I was like, yes, dude, I need the sunroof. Like, I want the sunroof. Like, I'm already, well, you yeah, know, paying this putting... much money. <laughs> like, Yes. And it's important to mm-hmm. you. So you, if it's important to you to have something specific, get it. Because mm-hmm. you know what? That it's going to bother you probably later on that you didn't get it that way. And it just just do what it is that makes you and your partner happy. If you want to have something go, you know, one way, but your families are saying, well, you should do this and that do what you guys decide on and what makes you happy. And I do want to touch base on if you can, it's probably better to, if you can fund your own wedding to do it that way, because then you don't feel like you're stepping on anyone's toes and you're not like feeling guilty. If you don't do something a specific way, Obviously, I feel like our families are all pretty unison in, like, wanting to help, like, pay for their son's or daughter's wedding. Um, But I think Yasmina also touched based on this. When you're kind of covering the charges yourself or, like, paying it for yourself, then you're not feeling guilty about spending 
you know, $200 on something that someone might look at and be like, that's not even worth 50 bucks. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's your hard earned money, like you saved for it, and you bought it. Um, versus like, if you spend someone else's money, then they're going to be like, you know, I gave you this money thinking that you were going to utilize it differently. So then you might feel bad about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I feel like, don't get lost in trying to make this like that Hollywood movie, I don't know, type of thing. It's one day, one day does not define your whole entire marriage. One day will not define your whole entire life. It's just going to be a celebration. You're going to have fun. And I haven't been through it, obviously. So I don't know. But from what I've heard from people, it like happens in a second, like you Mm -hmm. blink and it's over. Yeah. So focus on what's important to you. Focus on what makes you feel good and focus on what makes your relationship happy. And then everything else will just fall into place. You will, it will work. It will work out. It always does. And even if it doesn't, you're probably going to be too busy on that wedding day with like your family and doing everything to even focus on the fact that something went wrong. Mm -hmm. No, 100%, 100%. I love all of that. Um, That's really great. And like we both were referencing that episode, definitely go give that one a listen if you guys are planning a wedding. But with that, I think this is a great stopping point for this episode. And um, I just want to thank Serena for taking the time to open up um, and just, you know, give us kind of an update what's going on. Cause I know some of the questions can definitely be more vulnerable and not everyone is going to want to come on, you know, podcast and talk about their relationship. But at the end of the day, my hope is that it gives someone else um, a peace of mind and it kind of shows them like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm not alone and whatever I'm going through and Oh, okay. So I'm not the only one. And I feel a little bit, better about my situation everything like that so yeah thank you Zarina for no thank you for having me and thank you everyone for listening I hope you gain something from this um I mean I know we talked about a lot of like I guess big things and big life-changing things that can happen it it's not easy by all means it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of patience and communication but if you truly love someone and if you are truly happy in your relationship and you want to make it work you can overcome all of that there will be days where you'll be upset and you don't want to talk to them but you'll get over it and then it's it's just the roller coaster of life not yeah no relationship is perfect um it's never going to be perfect and i think that's something important to realize you're gonna have disagreements you're not going to be happy with someone's decisions but it's life you're growing together you're learning And the most important thing is to realize that you are now a team. You are conquering this life together and no one can take that away from you because it's just you and that other person. Um, Exactly. Exactly. That's a great ending note. Yeah. Yes. And (laughs) I think this thing's going to cut us off this recording that we're on anyway. (laughs) great ending okay Rowie. all right well anyway (laughs) thanks to this podcast and i will talk to you guys in the next episode okay i'm gonna hang up and then call you guys again okay bye okay